Warning, the following program may contain adult language, spoilers, and opinions that might differ from yours. Viewer discretion Battlefables.com, where the pen is the sword. We are in our debut episode. I'm your host, Theodore. And I'm DJ. <laughs> and this is our very first podcast. We don't really know what we're doing, but uh, something we want to do, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, so in the future, things will probably sound a lot different, like my intro song that DJ hates. <laughs> so. Just drop the title on me, too, this thing. <laughs> So yeah, what we are is we're an online storytelling contest. Um, we aren't going to be starting until December, but we are getting everything up and running, so we wanted to record our first podcast. We will be talking about the contest each month and also just talking about random subjects. Um, today we're going to be talking about our top five favorite stories, something to get things kicked off. So yeah, DJ. Hi. <laughs> tell us something about yourself. Uh. I'm DJ, I'm from the same town, I ran with this random person when I moved back here, and then he asked me if I wanted to do this, so I was like, hell yeah, I don't read very much though, so most of mine's going to be anime. Yeah, so, um, I haven't seen DJ in <laughs> two or three years. Good possibility. So, yeah, then, I don't know, I wanted to do a podcast, I ordered a bunch of equipment, and I just ran into him, so we figured it would hopefully turn out, so, <laughs> awesome. We'll figure well, out. Well, yeah, this is probably um, the worst episode ever. <laughs> the audio quality is probably going to suck, and we don't know what the fuck we're doing, but hey, um, we can only get better. Might as well start, at, way this. <laughs> start, start our way at the bottom and become media moguls. So. I want to be famous. Please, be famous. <laughs> But yeah, in uh, future episodes, we'll talk more about the contest. I encourage you to listen to um, the next episode, which will deal more with the rules and contests and information about the website. But like I said, we're uh, just pretty much getting things going and recording our first podcast. We spent the last two hours trying to figure out how all of these wires and cords and pieces of machinery go together. So that was a good time. Yeah, I, I bought it. <laughs> Bought a podcasting kit that didn't come with the fucking cord that connects the soundboard to the computer, so we had to go on a journey. On a journey and dig through some ancient-looking cords. It looks like there's an inch of dust on this cord, but <laughs> it's from the golden age. <laughs> the golden age. Well, just find out. <laughs> so yeah, what we're going to be talking about today is our top five favorite stories. It can be any story. Um, it can be. A book, it can be a movie, TV show, comic book, video game, anime, um, story we heard around the campfire. I got nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> so. Drastically different life than TV. So, yeah, well, I guess we'll start off. Do you want to start or do you want me to? I'll be my guest. Um, <laughs> so, my top one through four are uh, pretty. Pretty solid. I had a hard time coming up with number five. 
But uh, my number five favorite story, I would say, would probably be the Xenosaga trilogy from PlayStation 2 era. They were uh, some <laughs> really old games. Um, they were, they were uh, Japanese anime, um, traditional JRPG games. Um, it was set in space, which I never really gotten into space, sto any kind of space stories before. I fucking hate Star Wars. But, what? uh, I got, yeah, Star Wars. Blasphemy. You <laughs> like Star Wars? Eh. I'll watch it. I don't like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. I don't know. But yeah, everyone seems to hate that. But, uh, yeah, Xenosaga, it's a trilogy. It's three games set in the PlayStation 2 era. Um, deals with these ghost things that attack people and they find this artifact and it can do all kinds of nifty things and uh, it turns out to be a really really religious story um in fact once you get to the end it gets really christian um which is one of the things it was criticized for but uh i thought it was really good i guess it was originally planned to be a seven part game and they broke it down into three so the end is pretty rushed and yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really good story, good characters, um, something I really enjoyed uh, growing up with and playing, so that is my number five story, is the Xenosaga trilogy in the PlayStation 2 era. Hell yeah! Anyways, well, yeah, since you said rush ending, I'm just going to throw this one out there. Game of Thrones. <laughs> I like yeah. the books more. I actually read them more than the book. So, yeah, yeah, I did the same thing. The the audiobooks are great. Yeah, I love those fucking 40 hours long. Victorian, that's the guy I was trying to remember the name of when we were talking about that. Victorian? Yeah, that's Greyjoy. He's like my favorite character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he should have been in the goddamn movie show, whatever the hell they call it. Anyways, that was a rush, Denny. I know you liked the last episode. I yeah, I'm the only person I know that liked the last the ending in the last episode. I had problems with the last season, but the last episode was fantastic, I thought. Thought it was a lot of fun. We're gonna try to avoid spoiling Enders, um, otherwise we'd talk about it. But I really liked it. But uh, what what about Game of uh, Game of Thrones or A Song of Ice and Fire? Did you like? I love the fact that there was just so much going on, like especially in the books, because you had so many different stories that were getting intertwined, and, and like the the show actually never really gets it just, except for in the first one. It's really like the first season they kind of stick the books really well because it's so more small of a world, I guess, at the time. But then when it expands out I'm, i know i'm comparing right now but whatever anyway so when the books though there's so many more characters like interesting ones and like in the like whatever you want to call it the show they mix people together all the time like i said victorian like they mix him in with euron and there's all like, these other characters in there and it's just such a great series and it sucks because i've just realized like half my things are never going to get finished like song of ice and fire because like, they're going to yeah, that oh, guy's going to die. He doesn't look healthy at all. <laughs> Sitting there eating pizza. And eating, yeah, terrible at explaining this stuff because I don't know exactly where I want to go with it. There's so much information in those books that I don't even know where to start. But it's amazing stories and so much better than the show. Yeah, I think they asked George R. R. Martin about his health and if he if they thought he was going to be able to get through the series. And I think he said he, HBO had like three doctors on staff to... Keep an eye on them at all times. <laughs> I'm sure there's more than just that. There's probably like just a bunch of nerds like a GoFundMe for the doctors. <laughs> Plus, there's probably some doctors that love the books that want the ending, so they're like, we'll do this for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They all camp outside this guy's house. Yeah, basically. Which, gets, gets like six living nurses. And they better be there for a long time because the next book's 
Fuck, the last book came out like 10 years ago. When's the winter? It should be out soonish. Yeah, they've been saying that. But I've been hearing, like, I don't know where I heard this from. I, you know, I'm a YouTube fucking connoisseur where I go and spoil everything for myself. Anyways, he's going to drop two books at once. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, really? I don't know. I heard that somewhere. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know. Information Hmm. highway here. Doesn't know if it's true or not. I didn't read it. I didn't ask him. I don't know. I don't know the guy. Fair enough. Well, we'll probably be talking more about that later, because, yeah. Um, we'll go on to our number fours. Um, my number four favorite, um, and this is the last video going on the list, but it is oh, another trilogy. It is the Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy, which was on the uh, next generation past the PS2. It was on uh, PS3 and Xbox 360, but that's another uh, series that I really enjoyed. Um, anime again. Uh, kind of a nerd. That's cool. Nerd. Um, <laughs> the, I don't know why, like, it's kind of ironic because we're starting a short story contest, but the stories that I really like are usually always really long, like trilogies and, yeah. you know, the Song of Ice and Fire took forever to get through and um, all of that. But one of the things I really like um, about this story, I like it when the bad guys win. I don't know. It's kind of fun. Thanks. <laughs> I, I haven't done it. <laughs> um, that's not a spoiler for the ending, though, because um, that actually happens in the second game, so um doesn't spoil the whole series. But, yeah, that's uh, definitely one that I enjoyed doing. Um, I like all the Final Fantasy games, but the Final Fantasy trilogy, if you put all three of those games together, definitely up there. I'd put that at my number four spot. Really, I didn't put mine in actual order. I just threw some stories down that I really liked. Because I really can't, like, decide, like, ah, no, what about this one? But I do have one I'm going to talk about last that I really love. But here's one, here's an anime I just finished that I really like the story. It's called Drifters. Have you ever heard of it? Probably I've not. never heard no, of that. of course not. You never hear of it. Of <laughs> course. You have children. No, I, I saw Sword Art Online. No, not Sword Art. Drifters. Sword, I know. Screw Sword Art. You said I never heard of anything. That's not true. I heard of Sword Art. Everybody's heard of Sword Art. No. It's like a bastard child of fucking <laughs> Like, I loved it for, like, five episodes, and then just, like, <sighs> like, yeah, if you had, like, Sword Art Online, sorry, I'm gonna go and it, like, the first half of it, when they're in around, or Ironclad, yeah, it's fucking sweet, and then they go, where are you gonna go, Elfin Land, or whatever the hell they call it, Elfin Land? Elfin Land, sorry, Elfin Land is a lot better anyway, but, uh, anyway, so, then they go freaking fairy dust on it, and he just, he just becomes a god, and it's just like, this isn't even cool, like, I don't even like this show. Which one of these stories when I talk about it, you'd be like, I thought you didn't like a god character. Anyways, well, I, oh, Drifters, like I was saying. Anyways, so this show, is it's like uh, when great, par- or powerful, whatever, famous warriors die throughout history. Like, they go, and then right when they die, they get, like, put in front of a, like, god, and there's, like, a devil. They're, like, playing chess, like, good and evil, or yin and yang, I don't know if they're supposed to be god, or whatever. Anyways, and then it's just characters from history, like, you'll have, like, a, I think the main guy you're watching is, uh, he's, like, a samurai, whatever, or some shit. Anyways, he's a badass samurai, and then he runs into some guy that died, like, 30 years before him. The guy thinks he's only been there for three months, and it's just Heroes for History, where you'll have, like, I think Hitler's, yeah, Hitler's in there, but he's there way before any of these guys are. These guys are from, like, Mashido, Japan, like, Takagawa, or whatever the heck it is at the time. 1600, whatever. And you have, like, there's a there's a zero pilot pops in, there's, like, uh, like a Roman general's in there. Uh, I can't think of any of their names right now. There's a... The goddamn Russian car? No, 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 no. I can't think of it. Anyway, these great strategists from, like, uh, like Troy era and all that. Like, just different eras. And it's just crazy that they're just all coming together and they're fighting, like, an evil force that's coming, which has their opposites, or they're called ends. And there's, like, Jonah Arc. 
Uh, who else is in there? There's a few other uh, Rasputin's in there. He's an evil one, but like everybody who died like evilly is like, uh, you know how like Joan Arc was burned at the stake for being a witch. Well, she controls fire, shit like that. And like they're fighting these other guys who are like, you know, I mean, it's like, but, but they're not exactly good. And they're like kind of doing their own fucking thing. But they're yeah, it's fucking cool. You should watch it. So it's like when great generals on Earth die, they go up into like the spiritual realm <laughs> and fight in a war up there. Yeah, like they don't know what exactly. Like even warriors, like one guy is like a badass samurai, and like the guy with him is uh, he's just a really good strategist. Like. You know what I mean? It's really hard to explain, I guess. In a way, it's like these guys are pulling people out of history to play chess. Like, you get to pick your pairs out of this whole grasp of history, and then it'll just pop in. Like, like I said, there's, like, dragons fighting, and all of a sudden a Zero comes in. Like, there, you guys have me a Zero pilot? Comes in, next thing you know, he's fighting the freaking dragons in the sky. Huh. It's fucking sick. That there's only sound. one season of it. And then there should be another season coming out. I read that too long ago because I rewatched it. Yeah, and I mean, it's sick. I love that show. I can't wait to see more of it. But that's the curse of anime. Is you only get one season and it's gone. And you're like, ah, curse the odds. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> All right, you can do one now. All right. Um, my number three is The Song of Ice and Fire. Um, again, I watched the entire show and I've read all the books that have come out so far, as we had mentioned earlier. Um, usually, I wouldn't put a list on the show on a story that hasn't finished, but it kind of has finished because the tv show was done and so but yeah what i really enjoyed about the books um i like dj i also listen to them on audio um the guy who uh reads it roy detrice is a fantastic narrator um so he made it really enjoyable to listen to and then just the overall construction of the story i liked i liked um following several different point plots um all the characters are pretty interesting um no one's really good or evil um, I don't know. Like some people are both. I mean, there are some people who are just evil. Like Cersei, she's pretty bad through all of it. But like Jamie, he goes from being a bad guy to a good guy to a bad guy to a good guy, and a lot of the ca- well, characters. Well, more in the show than in the books. He, yeah, he, he flips more in the, in the show than he does in the books. Yeah, the books, it's he's in a different spot in the books than he is in the show. It's the show he he flips off that fucking thing. Where in the show he was actually like getting or in the books he was. I think the last year we were here of him, he's fucking, like, tired of Cersei's shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. They flip-flop more around in the show, which, that's not even happening in the books. Which Yeah. And I thought, I thought Game of Thrones, um, for the, through the first two seasons and the thir- first two books, they did a really good job of, you know, keeping them pretty much the same, but then after that, uh, shit started to go two way different directions, and... I don't know, they're obviously still the same, follow the same kind of story arcs, but there's a lot of differences. But I think it's because, like, my opinion and for, like, that idea is that the world got too big. Yeah. And like I was saying, is like, when the first season it's just, like, Winterfell, King's Landing, blah, blah, where at the end of the book you got, like, Dorne, you know, everywhere. Right. Yeah, and there, I mean, there's a lot of characters in the books that aren't in the show, and, you know, they get intertwined and stuff, like Lady Stoneheart, like we were talking about the other day, and... That obviously affects things, so... I feel like uh, Arya took her spot. Yeah, for yeah. For the most part. But so. we don't know what she's going to do. Like, she hasn't gotten that far in the books yet. Right, right, so... But yeah, that's my number three. really liked uh, Song of Ice and Fire by George R. R. Martin. Um, so we could make a whole episode talking about that right there. Like, we just, like, make the differences between the two. Right, parts. yeah. That, definitely a lot of things you could talk about there, so... All right, so moving on to All right. number two. My favorite, Isekai. 
which is what Sword Art Online is. No, no, Nisekai is it's like a video, like when you go into a video game or whatever. Like, you know, like Sword Art, where you get trapped in a game. Well, right. It's like the same thing. Well, in Overlord, the guy, he doesn't start the game. He's already a holy shit character. He's been playing this game for 10, 12 years, I want to say. And he runs a guild, and like in this game, people raid your guild hall. Like, he's like a heteromorph, so he's a, he's a, a necromancer. Not a necromancer. Uh, a lich. He's a really, oh, you know, liches. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, the come king, back from dead. He's a skeleton. Blah, blah. And they made a guild where it's only heteromorphs, which aren't human, like elves, humans, blah, blah. Anyways, so in the game, you would actually, like, when they played the actual games, it would be, like, just like Sword Art, where you put on this nerve gear or whatever the hell it was, and you'd go into it, and you live it. Well, anyways, he's there right when the servers are going down. And he's, like, you know, they played this for 12 years. He had 41 friends that made this guild. And he's, like, you know, he ran the guild for however long. Anyways, and it flips and all of a sudden he's stuck in the game right at zero for the servers go down and he's stuck and then everything comes to life and they took like his guild hall which is uh, i think it's nine floors which is a tomb of nine floors and they have uh npcs they made which are all like level 99 characters he's level 100 fucking badass motherfucker and then they have all these other people underneath it and in that tomb they have monsters that just whatever spawn that he controls but they're all living characters so all these characters go from being like NPCs you can control with whatever to living, breathing characters. <clears throat> and then they get transported to a new world. Well, in this world, you kind of, like, they have magic, but his magic is, like, if you have, like, they have tier magic, but like, he goes to, like, 10 plus whatever. And the highest you, you have ever heard in a mythological sense is, like, 6. So this guy walks in as, like, a level 100 character fighting level 5. So he's just, like, god in this world. But there's items that came from the other world, like it's like a, what do you want to call it, like World of Warcraft, where there's stuff that's like just ungodly powerful, that items, so you run into that too, but it's just cool because he's also undead, so since he's undead, he'll get mad and it'll damper him, if he gets horny, he'll get dampered, because he's undead and he doesn't have the human emotions, so it actually dampers him to do that shit. And then he's just, he becomes an overlord over his, all his minions, which are demons, succubus, all this shit, and he's trying to, he was like a, what do you call it, he was just an everyday man worked in an office, and then he gets dumped in this thing where he's an overlord over all these demons and shit, and they all think he wants to take over the world, and they all pledge their allegiance to him because he's the most supreme being, he's perfect, he's like god to these people, and it like does a lot of like his in-head like reactions to people, and like there's this one character that's always guessing at his plan and doing things, like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, so tell me what I was thinking, <laughs> and like, yeah, and they're like, oh my god, you're so amazing, blah, blah, and then he's like starting to take over the world, it's fucking just cool and shit. Huh. It's called Overlord. If I didn't say that, <laughs> yeah, isn't that isn't that something they have in Sword Art Online where, where they have to go like climb a tower that yeah. has different levels in order to get out of it? Yeah, that's just the world where this guy it's like it's his guild hall, so it's like a, basically it's a tomb in the middle of the world. So it's not like the like an Ironclad in Sword Art is levels that they're trying to pass. So each one's like a world, and then they go to the next world, next to the world because you have to be like a certain level to go to the world. Where this would be like a building just popping up down the road and all of a sudden it's like, what the fuck, where'd it come from? And then they're going out and they're, you know, adventuring around and he like goes and becomes an adventurer where he's like technically level 30 but he's still stomping everything that comes his way. Hmm. And there's dragons and all kinds of shit and then when like you start to hear about like uh, old heroes that came back or like made the world, well, they're probably game people too that did it, blah, blah. I haven't read the novels which there's a bunch of light novels. But it's fucking cool, and then it's like just slowly watching him like take over the world. And he's like actually the evil guy in it, but he has like he's like 
I just watched this guy get killed, and I don't have any, any care about it. If I was actually back in my human body, I'd be puking right now and passing out. Right. So he's actually noticing the differences between his undead self and, you know, whatever. And he's trapped in the game? Yeah, he's trapped. He just lost him, like, you see the thing go zero on it, and then all of a sudden he's like, whoa, what the fuck? And then he's, like, grabbing, like, the succubus of tit, so he's like, you can't do this in the game, like, it should stop you. Well, he's sitting there going like that. Well, then there's this, he fucks up with, like, her flavor text in it, and it changes how she acts. And, like, everything they wrote in their flavor text to make these NPCs, they act that way. Hmm. Yeah, so, like, some have a, what do you want to call it, how good and evil they are, and some have, like, zero karma, and some are negative, blah, blah, and, like, some are skinning humans alive, and some are saving humans because, like, they, you know, feel that way, even though they look down on them, like, because they're fucking insects. Right. What do they call that? Pegram? Pegram? Yeah, the good or evil. Oh, oh, oh. I, I don't know. They usually call it karma. Yeah. I don't know. Or are you talking about like the Dungeons and Dragons thing where it's uh, your alignment? There's a, yeah, alignment. They got some word for that. They yeah. use it in Mass Effect where if you're an asshole, if you're a good guy, you get points for either Yeah, one. that's kind of what it is. And it has all these characters. Like some are like 50 negative, some are zero. There's a couple that are, and like there's one character, he takes a, like he sees a lot of like his old friends who made the characters. He sees them in them. So he looks at them all like the children of his friends. Right. So, and then he can see them bickering. Like, their NPCs will bicker with each other, just like the certain characters bicker with each other. Like, there's one dude who's like absolutely just like love to fucking just be an evil guy because they're treated evil. So he's like, I'm gonna be an evil dude. So his fucking demon character is like whatever, and he's just he skins fucking people and then gives them health potions and skins them again. Hmm. Yeah. So like health potions, all that shit works in this world. So he farms people's skin for scrolls. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and then he'll heal them, and then I can do it again. So you, these guys are endless torment. And there's, like, some people that get eaten by, like, they grab this one chick, and they throw her, at, like, there's a cockroach king, and his whole thing is like, oh, he, you know, he let the cockroaches eat this girl, heal her, eat her, kill her, you know, and then just repeat the cycle to torture. Hmm. Yeah. And how, many, how many seasons are there of this? Three. Three? Yeah, and there's a huge light novel of it, too. But it's just awesome and it's just crazy like you also get his insight and all that shit his, how he thinks about everything and then he's like trying to teach like like learning how to like teach the NPCs how to learn stuff like there's one he's just like a straight up fucking warrior you tell him to go attack he attacks he doesn't think about it well he's trying to teach him how to think for himself more right and you know and that's what he's trying to do is like kind of like okay we're gonna see like what these guys can learn what they can't learn and then he's just you know and then he's taking over kingdoms and shit have you uh have you seen or read player number one Huh. Uh, I don't know, it's kind of like a, I don't know, trend, like, pe- making stories based around people getting stuck or living in video games. Ready Player One's kind of like that, except they're not stuck in it, but, the, like, the entire world's went through the apocalypse, and, um, but everyone has these devices where they get online to this MMORPG, and that's how they go to school, that's how they go to work, like, everyone lives their lives in this game, and then all of it's done through there, but he's not trapped in it, but... I don't know, it was pretty good. I I, uh, I didn't watch the movie, but I did uh, listen to the audiobook, and it was pretty movie. good. So Is it Ready Player One, you said? Uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, I think I've heard so, the movie. I don't know, it was a kick-ass book, but I don't know. If I read or listen to a book, I try not to oh, yeah, watch the movie. <laughs> so when are we going to binge-watch Sailor Moon again? <laughs> yeah, Sailor Moon, that's a good one. <laughs> he used to be my RA in college, and one day he's like, DJ, you want to watch Bootleg Sailor Moon? 
<laughs> so I'm in his dorm room. The door is wide open, people walking by. In the male part of a dorm, just like all these jocks walking by, like, what the hell are you guys doing? Shut up! Come watch this. <laughs> girls in skirts dancing on screen. What the fuck? Hey, man. Taylor Moon's good shit. Good times. Okay. Good times in college until Skyrim came out. Until Skyrim came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just so everyone knows what happened there. Uh, DJ and I would hang out a lot in college, and, you know, we would play games and hang out, go eat. Um, I was a night assistant, so I would be up from midnight to 5 a.m. protecting the dorms from evil, and uh, DJ would hang out with me, and he'd come over, hang out, be like, hey, want to go smoke a cigarette? Just randomly. Then Skyrim came out, and I didn't see DJ for two solid weeks. You want to see a dragon? <laughs> yeah. And then the first time I see it, I... I go to his door cautiously knocking on it because I don't know where the frost giant. Knocked on his door, I open it. He's sitting in this dark room. He just looks over at me. Want to see my dragon armor? Sure, <laughs> <laughs> like, in my college career, I was on a fast track to fucking everything. Skyrim. Skyrim. <laughs> I saved. I was a dragonborn. I was chosen. I went to the midnight release on that. Did you? Yeah. God, how many games does Skyrim come out for? It's on, like, every system. They even have a VR for it now. Yeah, they have a VR. It's VR, a... they remastered it, remastered it, remastered it, plus all the freaking, uh, what do you call it, uh, mods in it. Like, you have Thomas the Train Dragon. Like, <laughs> Ancient Thomas. <laughs> but, yeah, that that was a good time. We're so. train on the train. <laughs> all right, so moving on um, to oh, our gosh. number two spot. Um, my number two story is Breaking Bad. Did you watch it? I watched some of it. Not all the way. I love Breaking Bad. Um, I think I watched it with you. Did you? I think I did. Might have. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't actually finish until I was out of college for a couple of years, but, um, Breaking Bad's really good. Um, I really like all the characters in it. One thing that I really like in stories is watching characters develop. Yeah. And the thing that I really liked about it was it went from him being like this really overqualified chemistry teacher who wasn't getting paid, having a hard time supporting his family. Um, there's a scene in it at the start of it where he has to he uh, has a second job at a car wash and he has to wash the tires of one of his uh, students' cars and stuff. And he goes from that to being this fucking right drug kingpin has this meth empire, um, his attitude totally changes, becomes kind of alpha male. Um, so yeah, I really liked Breaking Bad. Um, the things that I liked about it, like I said, I liked the character development. Um, it wasn't too cliche, like it had a lot of surprises in it. Um, none of the characters were really flat, everyone was really three-dimensional. Um, and then what the thing that I really, really appreciated about Breaking Bad is usually when there's TV shows that are really popular, they will drag them out forever. Oh, yeah. Like, um, Supernatural, yeah. that's been going on forever. Weeds went, like, seven seasons too long. Um, Breaking Bad knew when to quit. They did six seasons, um, and that's what really made the story great to me is they didn't overextend it. They didn't keep going past where they needed to. They had a really good story to tell. So it was good from start to finish. Um, the ending was amazing. Um, definitely would recommend Breaking Bad. One of the 
best TV shows ever made. Great cinematography, great characters, great story, um, great everything. You know, I watched that too. I remember, I don't remember how far I got into it, but I got part of the way through and I was watching, well, I think I was watching my old roommate, but he like watched episodes without me, so I was like, eh, whatever, so I was in and out of it. Anyway, so uh, when I was watching, I remember like a lot of the scenes, I'm like, why I'm like, but uh, like with uh, what's, what's the 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 sidekick's name? I forgot his name. Jesse. Jesse. Like I was watching a lot of things with that guy, and like now, like you brought it back up. I was thinking about remember watching what I watched. I remember even having a party house that he bought with his parents, and like he just wanted people around all the time. And I fucking I really get that because when I was messed up, fucking yeah, I always liked having people around me too. So like, there's a lot of things in there. I'm sure they got a lot of research on and all that. I remember like that show though. I remember like like the acid scenes, like where they like melt bodies or like you know like stuff like that. And it was like and then uh, who is it that like the Mexicans coming up from freaking whatever? I just remember oh. bits and pieces of it. I don't, I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember it was actually a really good show. I just never finished it because I'm horrible at live action. I watch anime all the time. <laughs> Did um, do you remember the lawyer? Oh yeah, Saul. Saul. Better call Saul. Yeah, and the spinoff show to that's really good too. I haven't kept up with it i watched like the first three seasons but um i started listening to a guy he's based out of california he's been on the air for like 30 years yeah but this guy is better call saul his name's bill handel yeah and people call in and they can get he calls it marginal legal advice people call in with legal questions they'll ask him questions but this guy is fucking saul goodman it's it's hilarious he's just a super shady lawyer his intro and outro music's like cheesy ass 80 music he, i think saul goodman was based off of this guy but yeah it was a trip listening to him so that name what was his name again brand what uh bill handel bill handel i think i've heard that name before to be honest but yeah he's been on their air since like i said the 80s like 30 years or something but uh yeah someone pointed him out to me and pretty funny <laughs> well we were born in 89 30 so it would be 30 some years ago that's true oh, shit. you know we're technically millennials i know and that broke my heart when i found that out but i was like no i cannot be <laughs> <laughs> when i found that out i was just like heartbroken i i, I put it on facebook and i'm like no no i'm not gonna accept it and then just someone was just talking a bunch of crap to me about it i was like no i'm Whitey pr- snowflake <laughs> I am proud to be a millennial. I don't I care. I'm proud to be a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I have to sing something and fuck it up. <laughs> so, oh, fuck. What's your number two? Speaking of the 80s, this one started in the 80s and it is still going and it needs, and it's just like, uh, what do you call it? Saw Ice and Fire and it's the only manga I've ever read. It's Berserk. Have you ever seen that one? On I've heard of it. Oh, fuck. That's a great fucking story. That is the only manga I've ever read. Well, all the way through, it's still going, and it started in 89. Jesus. But he hasn't been consistently doing it. He's kind of like J.R.R. Martin, where, like, oh, well, I'm just going to hiatus for five years. Like, right. please, give me something, you know? But it's it's just a really dark show, and, like, with that character, or that show, it's, uh, I know they have the Golden Age arc on Netflix. They came out with an anime. There's, like, a 99 anime of it. There's the Golden Age arc. It has a three-part series on Netflix, which is what got me into it. And everybody hates, like, the anime ad- adaptations because it just – his artwork in the manga is just awesome. But anyways, it's about this character named Guts, and he's, like – he grows up as a mercenary. He has a fucking really dark, dark childhood. He was born under a corpse off a tree. Like, a bunch of bodies hanging from a tree. They found him on the ground. <laughs> like, 
he's a baby and it's like he gets into a mercenary band, grows up with a mercenary band. A lot of shitty things happen to him during this shit. And then, you know, just it's just a terrible life, terrible life. And he ends up growing up and he always has like an oversized sword when he's growing up, because they're like, We don't have kids' swords, so he has like a full grown sword when he's like six. Anyway, so he gets used to just having a really heavy sword his whole life. Anyway, so then he as he gets older, just things that happen in his past, like I, I like the I guess with this character, his name's Guts, but I don't know how you say that. Anyways, he, uh, I like to reflect off, like, that dark shit of it, because when he gets older, he gets found by a mercenary band that's, like, the greatest mercenary band in the world, whatever, Band of the Hawk, and, or Falcon, if you read the manga, and fucking, he gets picked up by him, because he's, like, a badass, goes and proves himself as a mercenary warrior, and they basically scout him, and then they go attack him, he beats the fuck out of everybody, then he fights their, uh, leader, and the leader wins, because he's more of a finesse fighter. Anyway, so he ends up becoming part of the Band of the Hawk, and after that, it's like five years we've been there, and he ends up being like the like second or third in command, and um, he runs his own fucking Raiders group, and he's just crazy. He's a berserk, is what it is. He's a fucking crazy motherfucker. Anyways, well, if anybody touches him, he kind of freaks out. He doesn't like being touched. He just has a bad past, whatever, but it's like he's starting, he slowly gets, I don't in this group of people, like at first, he's like kind of an outcast, pulls himself away. Everybody hates him for a while, and then finally kind of gets in it, and then... As soon as uh, the Band of the Hawk, they start getting a lot of recognition from the war, and then all of a sudden, because the, the leader of the Band of the Hawk, fucking, what the hell is his name right now? Griffin. He he wants to be king of the world, basically. He wants to rule his own kingdom and whatever, and, that, and he's going from being nobody to that. And, you know, a bunch of nobles like, fuck you, you shit. Anyway, so he gets knighted, and then he, Guts does some shady shit for him, and he thinks he's, like, best friends with this dude, and, like, he's the only person that Griffin ever talks to like this, blah, blah. And anyways, there's another commander, her name is Casca, and she was, like, in love with Griffith, she fucking, she's, like, the second in command, whatever, it's gotta be between her and Guts, who's the second in command, and, anyways, her and Guts just kind of fucking hate each other, fight like cats and dogs, and, you know, finally Guts kind of, like, you know, whatever, and if you watch just the Golden Age arc, you won't realize there's supernatural shit to this show, <laughs> until you read Zod, and then Zod's a fucking demon. And there's demons in this world that are just not very common. Anyway, so shit happens, and blah, blah, I'm kind of like going over my goddamn words. I'm probably telling the whole fucking story. I love this fucking story. <laughs> but a lot of shitty things happen. He ends up falling in love with Cass, Casca, and fucking, it's weird because like he never liked to be touched. If people touch him, he freak out, and then all of a sudden he falls in love with her, which is like something I see myself in that character. Not nearly as dark as him. Anyways, and then some other, sh uh, when they're blah, blah, he... A little bit later on, he hears Griffin say some shit, like, you know, happens to hear it, and he says, I need to go make my own way in the world, so he leaves the band, and it fucks up Griffith, Griffith fucks and does some shit he shouldn't do, he does things that are out of character, anyways, he gets locked up, well, Guts eventually comes back, well, the band of the Hawks on the run, they were, almost, they were like all knights right before this almost, they're all almost nobility, he comes back, and then you hit this thing called, uh, God damn it, the Eclipse, well... This thing that Griffith had made this eclipse where this, these demons fucking basically come and have a feast. Which, I mean, it's kind of hard to explain. I guess I'm fucking up like a lot on this, but it, it's just so much information, and I probably spoil a lot of this. But anyways, they come down, and they make Griffith into basically a god hand, which is like a demon god. And basically, then you find out there's a thing called apostles, and that's what Zod was. Zod was just a really old one. It was really powerful. And then there's just demons, and, well... Guts gets branded, Casca gets branded, and a lot of shitty things happen during this eclipse, because everybody that uh, Griffith had ended up being a sacrifice. Well, 
Guts and Casket got out of it somehow. And then they're chased forever by demons. They're trying to eat them because they're already sold and they're just trying to collect. Well, so Guts, his whole life from then on has to fight demons like every night, every day. And he finds like an elfin place that holds Casca. Well, Casca loses her memories because of all the shitty things that happen. And then that's just kind of like where the story goes on from there is him trying to get her somewhere to get her memories back and blah, blah. And then like you just have him as a black swordsman. Because during it, he loses his arm. He ends up getting, like, a can and a metal arm. And they just chase, run around with a big-ass fucking sword. And it's fucking sick. But you, you slowly watch him develop through all this. And then, you know, it, he's chasing Griffith and Jake's, and, you know, crazy. And it's just never going to end. So, overall, it's uh, about a guy and he becomes the leader of a group and they fight demons? No, he fights them by himself. Well, I guess the, there is a group that kind of ends up getting around him. He's By himself, he's, like, a black swordsman. And then he gets Puck. Puck's, like, a little fairy. That he's saying, or is he an elf or a fairy? I think he's an elf. Anyways, and then he just follows around. I mean, he's kind of like, he can feel, uh, sense emotions. And like Guts, he's not like a morally good character. He will kill anybody if he wants to. But he's like your protagonist. And it's kind of crazy because if you looked at it from like a uh, completely outside perspective, because Griffith does come back and shit. Griffith is like your white knight. And he makes a utopia, he brings demons and humans together, he fights off invaders, and he's taking over the world. Well, and he's like a glowing angel. And then you got Guts, who's like one arm, wears black, huge fucking beat-up slab of freaking metal for a sword. And he has to fight demons every day, and he's trying to find Griffith to get revenge. So that's why he's killing apostles to get, you know, to find him. And then he ends up having to take Casca out of the safe hole that she has, because she's just mind gone so she has to get taken care of and so you have him babysitting her through the world while trying to fight off demons because they're also trying to kill her because she's branded too and he's branded and like that's why the demons are attracted to him and it bleeds and fucking just pain it's, it's fucking so much you know I think there's some obvious differences but it sounds a lot like Sailor Moon <laughs> <laughs> no Sailor Moon is like God <laughs> this came first <laughs> Guts swinging that big ass bastard sword. <laughs> Just slices demons, sticks a cannon in the mouth, boom. First, first panel of this manga is him fucking some chick. She's riding him and then turns into a demon and is about to eat him. And he's like, ha, I got you. And shoves a cannon down her mouth and blows her fucking head off. <laughs> well, that's a way to start with a bang. Yeah, like he is fucking crazy. Like he'll, he kills people and like this one guy helps him. He's like, you're too weak to fucking help yourself. Go die. Like, that's just a mentality. If you can't protect yourself, go kill yourself. Right. Well, not really go kill yourself, but just go lay down and die then. Right. And then there's, like, one one part in the manga that's not in the anime is these children are being abducted, and you don't know if, uh, like, they're becoming, like, uh, like little sprites or fairies or bees. I don't remember. It's been a while since I watched it or read it. And they're being led off by a, an apostle that's, like a, like, a moth or bee demon bitch. And... She was a little girl that she sacrificed her parents to become that. You always have to give up something you love to get this. So, like, you know, something happens, and so she branded her parents. And when you sacrifice these people, they don't go to heaven, they don't go to hell. You don't even know if those are really real. They just get thrown in the typhoon of souls. Hmm. And they're just there, like, ah, you know, sitting down, going around, I don't fucking know where they go. Anyways, and then, like, there's children getting abducted by this bee bitch, and they get put into pods or cocoons. And Guts starts fucking, just slice them. And you don't know if the kids are actually alive, dead, if he's ch killing children or not, basically. And he right. doesn't even fucking care. 
He's just doing it because he knows it's pissing off the fucking demon and he'll come back. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking sick. I like Zod. Cool. And that's Berserk. Berserk. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, all right. <laughs> so, before we review our number ones, do you have any honorable mentions? Any stories you really like that didn't make it? That was my number one. Oh, was just, it? My last one's just going to be a random one, which I've already figured out which one I'm going to do now. Honorable mentions? No, I, could, I had a hard time with this. I mean, I could go on about stories I like. Send a wing! Yeah, there's a lot of stories I like, too. Like I don't know. I've watched a lot of television, played a lot of games, read a lot of plays. I think of, like, 15 more. Yeah. As soon as I get my car, I'm like, I should have said that! <laughs> Flip my freaking console. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not driving my car. Um, My honorable mention would be uh, the Dark Tower series written by Stephen King. Um, That's another one. Is that the one they made a book out of? Or that movie they had in the last one? The movie was horrible i'm just thinking I re- I it wasn't even it. close to the book it was awful but that's another book like you said with the other one uh with uh berserk where they weren't consistent stephen king it was a seven book series but he uh got to like book four and got hit by a car yeah so it took them forever to release the last books but and i ended up um reading all of them once all of them were out so i didn't have to wait thankfully but oh, I hate that. yeah i know right um but it is a phenomenal book. Um, it's really unique. It's a fantasy western horror book. You follow this guy. He's kind of like Clint Eastwood, but he goes through this really dark world. It's like a post-apocalyptic world. But um, uh, the book series is amazing. The first three books are phenomenal. Books four and five are really, really good. And then you get to six... And it starts to get kind of weird, and then the last book is just complete garbage. Yeah. Um, he sets up this bad guy um, through the entire series, and you expect, like, an epic ending, and he just oh. fucking oh, gave up. He didn't care. Yeah, it's like it's like where you set up... I, I again, don't want to give away the ending to any stories, but it would be kind of like if you set up for seven books a bad guy and a battle between the protagonists... And the villain, and then you're like, fuck it, I don't want to write this anymore. Bad guy falls into a hole and dies. Yeah, I've actually, I have a one anime, I love the anime, but the ending, I won't even tell you to watch it, just because of how I didn't like the ending so much. It, right. It was, it was basically that. Like, it, it was different, but the, uh, the show is amazing. I'm not even going to say the show, because go watch it and hate your life afterwards. But, like, it's all awesome until the last second. And the only thing that redeems any part of that last second is the smart-ass remark the bad guy makes right before he dies. Other than that, just because he's like, and he's like, ah, and he says this little smart-ass remark and everything dies. But he dies in such a stupid fucking way, it pisses me off because, you, you sorry, ah. <laughs> I get passionate. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how a lot of people feel, that's how a lot of people talked about Game of Thrones, though. Like, there's people who hate the ending so much. They yeah, don't even like the show anymore. And, yeah, they petitioned it. The season. They petitioned the fucking season. There's, like, 700,000 or some shit people fucking sign this shit. And I'm like, sign me up! <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers, bring Victorian in there! And, I, I mean, I totally understand that, because, I mean, just like with the Dark Tower series, if the ending sucks, it ruins the whole story oh, for yeah. me, really. But, um... Uh, the one I was talking about was Soul Eater. Don't even lie. I hated the end of that. I'll ruin it. I swear to God, I fucking hate that. That show was so fucking cool, and then they ruined it. Fuck <laughs> you. 
All right, so um, going on to our absolute, well, you already told wow. us your number one, but going on sure. to my number one favorite story of all time is a uh, Japanese anime called Death Note. Um, Death Note is my absolute favorite story that has ever been made. Um, the TV show is great. The story is phenomenal. Um, it's packed into two seasons. There is so much that happens in this show. There's so much character development. Uh, events they could have drug it out they could have drug it out five seasons but the fact that they condensed it into two seasons every episode matters like you can't miss an episode without really understanding what's going on um it's a phenomenal um like i said storytelling it's basically what happens is this guy gets a notebook and he can kill anybody in the world by um writing somebody's note in the book and if he knows their face and their name, he writes their name down. Um, so what he does is he starts watching the news and writing people's names in this book. And he starts killing all the bad people in the world. And then um, as a counter to him, um, the police agencies end up hiring a guy named L, who's the greatest detective ever. Sorry. Right. The greatest detective ever who's solved every impossible case you can imagine. And basically what the show boils down to is... It's the detective, L trying to figure out who the, the, is killing everyone. Um, the killer's name is Kira, and it's um, Kira trying to figure out who L is so he can write his name in the book and kill him. So it's this big, logical battle, like a chess match between these two to, for them to figure out which one will catch the other one. And um, while Kira is right, without messing things up and getting caught or killed, um, absolutely phenomenal story. Um, yeah, because you're always in the mind of light, and he, he he could actually skip over and get his name. He just doesn't want to do it because he's gonna. He wants to win absolutely. Like he doesn't want to have to sacrifice to win. Right. And that's the big thing. And then, like it's just a big game of cat and mouse. I love that show too. And I love how logical they're battling because it's like a lot of these animes you watch is a lot of fighting, but like in this one, it's just a battle of wits, and that's what it is. And like. One of the early episodes, L gets him first, and he's like, okay, and because, like, the, the minimal amount of information he gets, he can figure out all this stuff. And, I mean, me, myself, I'll talk to people, and I, I can find out so much context just from little key things that I get that, and it's so crazy that he is able to do that on a national level, because, like, referee's like, boom, I got you, motherfucker, you're here, and, like, based on the time frame of people dying, this, but while he's saying all that, like, as soon as he, like, reveals that he knows this, all of a sudden, Light's like, oh, this is how he figured that out. I need to change this. And right, then, because Light's Light's smart. Like he's a top Yeah. He one is. of the top students in Japan. He's a really smart kid. Well, um He ends up kinda investigating well, I guess I can't really say that one. Never mind. <laughs> he ends up helping to catch himself. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy show. And like I said, I mean, they can they have so much that happens and so much information in that show. They could have drug it out five, six seasons. They condense it into two. They, Every episode is action packed. Um it's really fast paced. Um see what that it's one. it's like watching an unstoppable force meet an immovable object. You know yeah. how people say that because you have this really smart guy going against a really smart guy and seeing who comes out on top. Yeah, and, and they're using people, using this, doing that, moving pieces to here, and then, you know, and it's so awesome to watch these guys, like, oh, he figured this out. Oh, that's how he figured this out. Oh, he figured this out. That's how. He would think like this, and they were getting in each other's heads, and they realized they're just as smart as each other. 
And it's just kind of crazy as you watch them just slowly grind themselves down to each other without ever really giving anything. Right. And it's just nitty gritty. It's it's just as cool as any fighting anime with your mind, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, it's a battle of the minds for sure. So uh, that's absolutely my favorite story. Um, I can't think of anything that would be better than that. You reminded me, like, because uh, I was just, I'd like to suggest anime to people. And, like, since you like Death Note and, like, probably it's not as action packed, there's this one show I just watched, and I'm just going to throw this one out there just for bonus. Anyway, it's <laughs> called Angels of Death. And this girl wakes up with amnesia, and she ends up being in, like, a, what is it, seven-layer prison downstairs, and she has to go through these floors where each floor has a serial killer, and she has to beat the serial killer, not, like, kill them or beat them up. Yeah, like a deer. Anyways, and... <laughs> deer. Oh, deer! Anyways. <laughs> anyway, she has to go through each of these floors, and it goes, like, a doctor, or no, or whatever. There's just, like, different floors. Anyway, she picks up, and, like, one of the guys, he's just the psychotic holy guy and he just wants to kill her but when he realizes she looks like she wants to die he doesn't want to kill her because there's no fun in it and so he goes with her and they have to slowly go through all these floors and she's trying to remember like why she's there who she is and like it's it's a whole drama mystery and it's sick as shit because like, when you hear about the serial killers you're thinking she's gonna have to fight them and all that shit well she really doesn't have to fight them she has to beat them with wits figure out their clues blah blah this and that and it's really fucking cool and then yeah it's really worth watching, and it's all condensed down. And what's that called again? Angels of Death. Angels of Death. Yeah, and it's all. It's not like you. They're not going to drag it out. You get your whole story. Like at the end, there's some mystery, but it's like one of those like you interpret what happens, but the story that you're watching gets completed. So right. like you know why she's there. You know what she did. You know what happened. But after that, you just interpret the story. Did they die? Did they? come back did this happen did she get killed did she run away did she get caught you know like like you know what i mean because she's in a prison because that's technically what it is so she doesn't know why she's there and you know you find it out but it's really cool finding out the mystery hmm. sorry you just remind me of that when you're talking about death because it's like a drama mystery <laughs> anyway, so what's your last one i threw down one piece oh yeah because it's been number one manga anime for how long and you know beat the big three forever beat out naruto all that shit but it's just so awesome that they can keep this story going for so long and still keep it interesting. There's just so much. Unlike The Walking Dead. I stopped watching that a long time ago. <laughs> we didn't take his hand. No, I just no, I just never got back into it. Like I said, I, live action shows, I just, it's so hard for me to, oh yeah, season this, blah, 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 you know, blah, blah. You know, I, I can't stand commercials. That's right. why I don't fucking watch half these shows because you get Hulu and you're watching two hours of commercials and 20 minutes of episode. No. And you pay $30 a month. Anyway. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, it's respectable when a show knows when to call it quits like Breaking Bad, but I mean, if a show can go on for a long time and yeah, keep and it interesting, that makes it even better because, I mean... So, you know, I'm going to... I guess I can compare this. Like, One Piece is going, but they've been... The shit they're doing is it, it's just completely... The the scale... It, it goes a little bit up and down like how strong I think the main character could be. He kind of did a big jump recently, but like... Every arc is just so cool that they just do all this shit. Like, it's kind of like the same idea every time, but then again, like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but they keep it interesting. And it's really cool that he can do that with this story and, like, he can introduce all this new shit or pull things back from the beginning or, you know, add things to the beginning that can be, you know, whatever now. And, and it's just so cool that he can keep this going. We're like, let's say, like, like Bleach. Bleach was one of the top three back in the day. And when it was competing with One Piece and Naruto, fucking Bleach died halfway through like it had 365 episodes like nope 
And then the anime kept, or the manga kept going, and I'm, I was reading some things on that, and he got shut. They told him to, like, end it, I guess. Like, hey, end the show. So he ended it really bad. But they never finished the anime. And that just pisses me off, because I want to finish the fucking anime. I mean, some of these shows, they get really repetitive. Like, Naruto kept pretty good, and, like, like you were saying about building up a villain. Uh, in, uh, uh, Dark, Dark Tower. Anyways, fucking... Naruto does that too. They, uh, you probably remember the Madara was probably brought up. It was brought up way back. He comes in like a god, like a big dick in a locker room, and beats everybody's ass and laughs at him the whole time. He's like, you want me to kick your ass? You want this rock? Like, <laughs> like I'll just tell that to kick your ass. Like, and he's beating the strongest freaking characters supposedly, just beating everybody down. And then <sighs> Naruto fucks up. Whoever, I can't beat Madara. Let's. Add something worse and dumber. Like you had, like they had this big badass boss, and like you said about throwing it out a fucking hole, you kind of did that in this. Like he had it perfect. They could have figured out some way to beat him. Whatever, I wouldn't have cared. But instead, he's like, no, there was another puppet master. But it's already like five layers of puppet masters, and it's like Jesus Christ, another one. Oh, like it's just a fucking joke now. Like One Piece, it doesn't really do that. Like they're to the part now where. You're at the biggest motherfuckers in the ocean, and they're doing things that are, like, they're all so different, and then they're adding more information, just hype it even fucking higher up, and they're like, oh my god, they're being ass now? Holy shit! You know, like, I probably just spoiled the shit, because I'm not even fucking in the manga that far, so I don't even, I just watched the anime. But they're just getting all this really cool shit, and they just keep adding, and it just doesn't, like, the only thing that ever gets old is, like, the fact that, like, if you start at the beginning, like, right now, and watch it all the way through, yeah, you're gonna get burnt out on it. But there's only, like, I don't know, a thousand episodes of this fucking show. Right. <laughs> like, seriously, I think it's 800-something, but with all the extra shit they have, it's, like, a thousand. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of those early animes are all really repetitive, like Dragon Ball Z. and This one keeps it interesting, though. Like, you know, like, they go to each island, like, yeah, they have to go beat the big bad guy, but there's always, like, like, the first one he ever fights uh, Crocodile, like, when he gets to New World, he beats him because he puts water that soaks up, that doesn't let the sand that he's made out, like, because Crocodile's made out of sand, basically, so whatever. He's a loya eater. He's sand. So he gets water in his body and blah, blah. Then he punches him with blood because blood will make the sand stick. The second guy he fights is lightning, and he's made out of rubber. So he's the opposite. So he beats that guy. He shouldn't have been able to beat that dude. But if, like, I think Oda, the guy who writes One Piece, he said that if that guy was down on the blue sea because he's up in the sky and he thinks he's a fucking god, but he'd go get his ass spanked on the blue sea. Anyways, if he was there, he'd be, like, way farther along the story strictly. Like, right. Yeah, and then, like, they had the big fucking war. I cried when Ace died, I won't lie. If y'all know what the hell that is, and I just spoiled the fuck out of that if you haven't gotten that far, but that happened, like, ten years ago, so fuck you. <laughs> and then, yeah, that, the whole, there's a huge war, and, like, you know how, like, usually, like, your main character is, like, the main part of it? Like, he's, he's just there. Like, he, he's in a freaking, he's a puppy in a freaking dog fight with everybody else fighting, and he's just like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> like, a little kitten. And he's running through the fucking thing, like, hey! And like everybody's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. And like, yeah, he's just getting smacked around the whole time. And yeah, he eventually gets up there just because he just, I'll never stop, never gonna stop. Anyways, so he gets up there, and yeah, I mean, it's fucking sick. And it's just continues and continues and continues. But I mean, in his development, I've never had a main character like in those shonens that I really liked. And I really like Luffy because he's dumb, kind of like Goku, but like he's still like silly and does all that shit. Like he's he's just having a fucking good old time doing what he wants to do because he wants to be free, and that's basically what it is. Right. Because being king of the pirates is the freest man alive. And then he's just, yeah. Anyways. Cool. 
All right, so yeah, guys, that's our top five uh, favorite stories. Um, part of our first podcast that we're making. Uh, apologize, like I'm I said, wondering. this is, I have no idea what time we're at. We are at 1,668.4 bar beats. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Yeah, I don't know how. How do we, how do we turn that into English? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so we're obviously learning a lot of things. I, mean, I know everything I'm doing right now. I mean, my other greatest story, I guess, if I want to throw this on here, if we don't have more time, is one of our best stories is Bring Me Cash, yeah. con shop owner. Yeah. <laughs> so another fun college story. Uh, I had pawned something at a pawn shop, and I think we went down there on a Saturday, and the banks were closed. So Dragon Ball Z DVDs. Yeah, I think it was Dragon Ball Z DVDs, and... Uh, we went down there, and I wanted to give the guy a check because obviously the banks weren't open. So you got paid the next day. That's why you wanted it. You're like, I'm gonna oh, get that yeah. check, and it's gonna go out tomorrow. Are you sure? Yeah, that's what it was. Cause you did that all the goddamn time. You're like, I get paid tomorrow. I'll write a check. Yeah, that was back when you could do that before they automatically deducted yeah. it. Yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> um, Take three days. <laughs> but yeah, this guy, he's like, bring me cash, and he really didn't say it like that. But just the audacity he said this with. He said it like that. <laughs> yes, he did. So we walked <laughs> the four miles back to fucking college talking about, bring me cash. And then we started talking about owning the pawn shop. How TD over here was going to be like a king with a turkey leg in this thing. And there was going to be a banquet table. How that goes into a pawn shop, I don't know. Our, our what do you call them? The, the, or, I don't know. Ben, or RA God? What do you call them? The dad RAs? The dorm dude. Oh, uh, hall directors. Hall director. Hall director, dude. He was going to be dressed as Master Chief on the fucking computer doing it on our accountant. Another RA was going to be up in the rafters dressed as Ezio. Fucking. Just sneak it up. And when people would come in to pawn their shit or buy shit, we just look at it with disgust. <laughs> what do you want? I want to know how much you gave me fish, sir. And you're like, no. Boom! Smack him with a turkey leg, like a bitten one, like half-eaten, and then a dog, like a great day, and eat it instead. Wave your finger and have him drug off by your... Please, sir! Please! <laughs> Give me cash! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys, well, um, I guess that's going to be up for us, because I don't know how long we've been running, and so, and yeah. rant for hours. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we'll uh, definitely record another show, and... Uh, figure out how to get this on the internet and hopefully if you hear us uh if you're interested stick around i'm sure the podcast quality will get better audio quality like i said we're pretty much just fucking around and trying to figure out what we're doing um you know if you don't want to listen that's cool too there's yeah, <laughs> yeah. well i like how i can fade as i leave <laughs> yeah yeah we could do that at the end of the show we could be like mine doesn't leave yeah we do that goodbye and then you hear them <laughs> <laughs> everything falls <laughs> i love you <laughs> all right guys well that's gonna be it for us today unless you have anything else i have a lot but i don't know how, much, how long we've been going well We'll keep that for the next episode. Hey, make sure to stay tuned. Uh, if you have any questions, contact us on the contact form. We have a form. Um, yeah, we do. I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to probably. I like the husband in this fucking relationship. I don't know anything. Yeah. Should probably inform you of things. I bought a dog today. What? <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.